Guru Nation, welcome to episode 394 of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. In this episode, I give some career advice and career guidance to two separate listeners uh, who sent me their questions, which by the way, anybody can just text me, 949-415-6256. You can also, probably the best way is to follow me on Instagram and message me there. My username is Dan Sfera. All that stuff is in the show notes. So check it out. It's about career development, how to get started, how to grow your career, um, you know, networking, all those things uh, that we discuss, you know, in, in other podcasts. This is specifically for uh, two job seekers that I kind of combined into one episode. So check it out. Check out all the links in the show notes. I make a lot of references because I think it's extremely valuable for only five bucks a month to my Patreon channel. Um, link in the show notes. Five bucks a month, you get a monthly mastermind with me, and you also get weekly videos for career development, how to build your own personal brand, how to build your company's brand, how to use LinkedIn to network so you can grow your company, grow your career prospects. Only five bucks a month. Plus, we're building a community there of people that can network with each other within the Patreon. So it's very meta stuff going on. I'm really focusing on the Patreon now because I love creating business content and career development content. But anyways, you'll hear enough about that in this episode as well. So enjoy. Let me know what you think. 949-415-6256. And talk to you soon. Nation, welcome to another episode of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. Keep the questions coming, they're very good. Um, Instagram is probably the quickest way to get a hold of me, but you can also text me 949 415 6256 or basically anywhere else that you like LinkedIn. Facebook takes me the longest to answer, so if it's Facebook. I usually check it, but I apologize if I'm late on Facebook. So Instagram or text. Today I got two that I will combine into one, one podcast. So the this person asks like seven questions, and then I will get to the uh, second question. Let me make sure I have them here. Yeah, so I got I got a good stuff for this podcast. So it's about careers uh, in research. And then it's also about how to expand your career. So let me get started. So number one, how do I get my foot into the clinical research field? I talk about this a lot. There are lots of opportunities in research once you're in. I think by far the greatest chance of success is at the site level, the research site level, and preferably the smaller the clinic, the better chances for you to get started. Now, if you are, if you already have connections, like, and your connections are at an academic medical center or a large institution, that will work too. But most people don't have connections, so my strategies are really designed for people trying to start at smaller clinics. So that's how you get your foot in the door at a small clinic, or 
tap into your connections to get you somewhere. The point is, it doesn't matter if you want to be a CRA or you want to be a project manager, whatever you want to be eventually, you need to just get started somewhere in the industry, anywhere. Anywhere in clinical research is good. That's a good start um, because as you'll see, you can quickly uh, expand your career tra trajectory based on what you discover and a lot of people they don't even know what they want to do they think they know what they want to do and then they get into research and they realize no I didn't actually want to be a CRA I prefer to be a coordinator or I prefer to run my own clinic one day who knows what it is I mean I have no idea but you will hopefully you will know what it is but you can't figure that out unless you get started somewhere first so that's number one Number two, do I start applying for jobs as a clinical research coordinator? So yes, depends on your background. If you are, like always think of what you have to offer. Think of the research clinics that would need a study coordinator, okay? Um, what do they need? Usually they need help recruiting patients. Usually they need help getting studies for their clinic. And of course, in addition to needing more people to be coordinators, it's still relatively difficult to get a study coordinator position without experience. So this is why I think it doesn't hurt to apply for coordinator positions, but I think while you are also doing that, you should be reaching out to other clinics in your area to intern unpaid internship if you can even if it's for like a month okay because and and how do you do that you don't just contact these clinics and tell them you want to intern that sounds like more work for that clinic what you do is you tell them hey I've been watching this guy's videos or I've been listening to this guy's podcasts and he taught me how to recruit patients uh, or he taught me how to build your social media brand, go to my Patreon channel for five bucks a month, you'll learn how to do that. Or he taught me how to get studies. You, you can watch all my webinars on this and learn these things for free. You don't need experience to do any of those three things I mentioned. You don't need experience, but every research clinic needs these things. Uh, needs one, if not all three of these things all right or think of other ways you can help all right and then approach the sites with that say hey I know how to get studies let's just use that as an example I know how to get studies um, I would like in exchange I don't want any payment I just I will do it for you for free but I my goal is to become a clinical research coordinator so I'd love experience on my CV okay and it's not like every clinic you approach with this strategy is gonna say yes it's still gonna be a numbers game but it's it's like a much less numbers than actually applying for that coordinator job with no experience so in my and other people's experience if you have no previous clinical research background and you apply like entry-level positions somewhere as actual jobs it's gonna take like 400 applications all right if you use my internship strategy and you can afford to intern for like a month or three months in your spare time um, your volume is gonna be much less I mean it might be like 25 clinics before somebody says yes it might even be 10 okay so uh, it's 
exponentially easier to do it this way if you show what value you can provide up front. Don't just say I want to intern for you. That's usually not going to generate interest uh, because they know that what that means is they have to train you on research and they don't have time for that. So, and, and also if you're like a phlebotomist or you have something practical to offer to the site, like you know how to draw blood or maybe do EKGs, you can offer those services too. But I really think those three things, uh, getting patients or community outreach, getting studies and building their, their social branding. Okay, those things anyone can do with no experience in clinical research and do it well and get the sites interested in uh, them. Okay, number three, in terms of opportunities in the future, what career options follow after CRC? So what career options follow after clinical research coordinator? It literally can be anything. Okay, it can be site director, it can be senior clinical research coordinator, depending on the organization you're in. It could be site owner. It could be CRA. It could be project manager. It could be working at a vendor. I mean, it, it, literally all kinds of things. You really what determines career options after you've been a CRC for, let's say, two or three years is you and where you want to focus your efforts because now you, you have experience you don't need to do any more interning everybody's gonna want you it's just a matter of where you want to go what you want to do so future like if you want to see like just a snapshot of uh, real opportunities in the industry just go to indeed go to indeed or ZipRecruiter. Uh, com indeed.com ziprecruiter.com and just type in clinical research and then you'll see hit enter and you'll see all the different job titles that exist at this moment and just keep doing that and you'll see hey I never knew what a clinical trial administrator was by the way that could be different things at different organizations or I never knew what a uh, regulatory affairs person was well now you'll you'll see so you can kind of map out where you want to go um, so really to answer your question in terms of future opportunities some people love staying a CRC some people hop around at different clinics as a CRC become site directors site owners many people become CRAs uh, but then people go into other things too so it's really up to you number four in terms of job stability how stable are jobs in this field what are the more stable positions in clinical research? So job stability, clinical research, I think what attracts a lot of people to clinical research besides the fact that um, it seems like it's really cool. It is really cool, but it seems the perception is like, hey, we're working on future treatments. It, it seems like really innovative and it is, but not at the levels we're actually working at. But still, there's, there's gonna be a lot of interest now, even more so after after this COVID pandemic because clinical research is in the news now. So you're gonna have a lot more competition coming in and wanting to learn more about research. So definitely check out the CRC Academy and the CRA Academy and my Patreon to stay uh, abreast of everything that's happening. But as far as stability, like what what attracts people to this industry besides the uh, the cool factor, I guess, is 
the salary and the and the stability because I've been in this industry since 2005 full time. During that period, I've been through the Great Recession of 08, and I've now experienced the uh, COVID pandemic. All right, both of those times were really bad for the economy. The 08 the great recession of 08 09 really lasted like a lot longer and i did see many crcs and cras and other positions being let go um and you know that that downturn was really like two years three years um which doesn't mean that if you were a cra that was let go that you wouldn't be rehired in a few months uh, but uh, it definitely was um, more stable than other industries because other industries get decimated during that time. Research, there was it was still bad, but it was probably one of the better industries then too. 2020, during this COVID thing, a lot of people got furloughed, um, although not as many as 08, but a lot of clinics also shut down because they didn't have enough cash to withstand three months of complete lockdown as of the as of this recording we're in june 10th and so we're like in month three maybe month four things are just starting to open back up so a lot of those people that got furloughed in research during covid actually within a month and i even interviewed some of these people one of them you can just go on my youtube and see these interviews somebody got furloughed as a crc got hired a month later as a CRA. So what I've been noticing during this pandemic is a lot of people who got furloughed actually got rehired within one to three months at a, actually like a higher position, a better position than what they had before. And more often with a better company. I mean, I've seen this like at least a dozen times personally just during this last uh, quarter with the COVID. So as far as stability, uh, I think it's one of the most stable industries uh, around. I mean, it'd be hard to find, you know, here's a challenge to you guys. Try to find a more stable industry than in clinical research. Let's, let's see. I'm sure there are other stable industries, but research is gotta be up there like at least top five percent uh as far as stable industries at least for now who knows who knows uh as technology starts starts disrupting more things vert you keep hearing about virtual trials but i don't think that's actually gonna make an impact on, as far as job stability for people at least in the next decade but who knows after that nobody knows uh, after that in terms of salary what's an average salary for CRC and CRA so for this just go to Glassdoor because it varies a lot based on geographic location all right but for a CRC anywhere from 36,000 a year to over a hundred thousand a year I've seen and then for a CRA usually anywhere from like 55,000 a year to there's some that make 300,000 a year uh, so it really depends on and when you start getting into those higher levels these are people who uh, become independent contractors which is related to another question we're going to get to um, in this episode but that's the salary but to be specific of where you're located uh, just go to Glassdoor and look it up uh, how do you suggest moving up the career ladder in the clinical research field? Again, 
this depends on you what are your interests what do you want to do uh, that's the best way to move up because there there are a lot of things in this industry there are regulatory affairs there are startup there is recruitment there's budgets there's project management there's monitoring and then there's all the different therapeutic indications within it and then there's devices there's drugs there's biologics there's virtual trials really um, it's there's not one size fits all strategy it's more where do you want to go and then figuring out a way to do it and once you're in the industry it'll make more sense what you need to be doing um, so you'll know what you need to do at that point how difficult is it to move up the career ladder in this field for example to senior or director levels not difficult at all um, sometimes it could be difficult within your own organization if you're at a bigger organization where there's a little bit less uh, upward mobility but that's also why there's a lot of turnover in this industry and why a lot of people who are in this industry um, end up jumping around different jobs because they get that promotion just like we saw during the furlough you know people who uh, couldn't get promotions at their current place of employment got furloughed everything seemed bad and then they got hired for something better that they wanted so we've seen a lot of that so that's um, it's relatively easy if you're willing to explore the market opportunities if you're scared of jumping around from different companies might be harder but uh, you know you'll 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 figure that out too as you learn your company culture uh, finally we got the other question about the independent contract so this is from the other person who asked so out of curiosity if you take on independent contracts would you need to have your own business set up at that point I would love to see a separate video on that um, so yeah if you do take on independent contracts as a contract CRA you will make more it's also more risky because your contracts can end um, but if you are good and you do a good job of networking and building your brand which is all the stuff I teach on Patreon my Patreon channel I mean I teach you how to use LinkedIn to build your brand the biggest like 90% of the battle is for people to know what you do and who you are so you you I recommend you set up an LLC but you don't have to and the reason I recommend you set up an LLC and this is not legal advice I'm not an attorney is liability so you want to keep uh, you want to have limited liability you don't want them to come after your personal assets should something happen these things are rare but they could happen like for example if you're a CRA you took on too many contracts and you were negligent and then maybe the sponsor wants to sue you, you that's rare but it could happen um, you would it would be best if you had your own LLC or S Corp instead of just a instead of just your name so that hopefully that answers your guys questions keep them coming 949-415-6256 and again try to join the patreon if you get a chance it's only five bucks a month we do a monthly mastermind and lots of videos on how to develop your career uh, or your business using digital marketing and social media so hopefully this answers your question Good luck to everybody. Talk to you soon. Thank you for watching and listening. Bye-bye.
So hey everybody, thank you very much for listening to another episode of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. Again, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you leave a review if you could be so kind, please. Uh, And also go to theclinicaltrialsguru.com if you're interested in learning more about who I am, who some of my guests are. Uh, You can have access to some of my YouTube videos. Uh, I do a lot of videos about clinical research. So go to theclinicaltrialsguru.com and you can also call or text me anytime, 949-415-6256. Also follow me on any social media platform. It's Dan Svera. And you can also email me if you'd like, dan at theclinicaltrialsguru.com. Thank you very much.